0: Welcome to the Mick Dark Horror Series. Lights out. Good. Here we go. We go. My first experience with the supernatural was one of the most terrible life experiences I can remember. It happened when I was young and dumb and wanted to go out into the world and explore. While I was out of my home country of Canada, I witnessed a horror I soon hoped to forget. I had gone on a trip with some of my buddies to Montana, just below my home province of Alberta. We were originally going to stay in Yellowstone National Park, but decided to head to Glacier National Park first, before camping out at Yellowstone for a few days. We finally reached Glacier Park after a six-hour drive, and had just enough time to do a little hiking before going to our hotel in a nearby town to rest, and move on towards Yellowstone. We had gotten to the park around 4.30pm, and decided it was a great idea to hike after dark. So we hiked up the trail looking at the glorious views of rivers and waterfalls of the Avalanche Creek Trail. The light began to fade rather quickly, while we were about two-thirds of the way up, and we had hiked into the trail about ten kilometers, so it would take us about two hours to walk back down from that point. This is when shit goes downhill. Myself and my friends were all outdoorsy men and Loved to go hiking and travel around the Rocky Mountains, but we were still inexperienced when it came to night hiking. Since the trail we were on wasn't as traveled at this part of the hike, the trail was hard to follow in the dark. Although every now and then we would see a sign that notified us that we were going in the right direction. At some point, maybe a a third of the way down the mountain, we ended up going off the trail, following a little rabbit trail thinking we were still on the correct path. We began to figure out that we were definitely not going the right way as my friend checked his compass, showing that we were heading deeper into the Rocky Mountains miles and miles of forest. Then began the mass panic as my friends and I immediately turned around and began walking the way we came with the trail we were following. Didn't look the same as it had before, leading us to being even more lost than before. That is when we collectively noticed how quiet it had gotten no insects, no birds, nothing. It was dead silence. I knew this was a bad sign, as I'm a hunter, and when it gets quiet like that, it means that there's a large predator around, and that it is hunting. We had literally become prey to some unknown beast in the woods. We all began getting a sudden spike of anxiety when I let the guys know what was up. That's when we hear a noise that brought us terror. A guttural howl from up the mountain was followed by many more. My heart went into my throat and the terror I felt made me shake. Most of my friends did the same, all but two, and the others had already dipped and had begun running in the direction opposite the howls. We all followed soon after running ourselves ragged, until we looked behind and saw the eye shine of something that was much larger than we had anticipated. The eyes were at least six feet off the ground, and moving towards us, fast, fast. And that's when we split up, running in random directions hoping to lose these beasts. It was never going to happen. I could hear the breath of one of those things about 20 feet behind me and gaining. All of a sudden my friend appears from the trees to my right and we end up running together until I cut off from him, hoping to escape. I know I left him to die that night, but it was a last ditch effort that worked out to my advantage. I heard his screams from my left. And I ran as fast as I could away from them, with tears rolling down my face as I hear his screams for help and him shrieking in pain, and then nothing, as if he never existed. I continue running down the mountain until I see a familiar sight ahead of me. It was one of the trail signs showing how far you were on the trail. I stopped, checked where I was, and started running again, hoping to get away from the creatures on the mountain. Another kilometer in the trail, I began hearing howls getting closer and closer by the moment, causing me to run even harder. Looking ahead, I see the sign saying, PARKING LOT, and I zoom past in my panic looking for the keys in my pocket and scrambling towards the only vehicle still left in the parking lot, which was my car. I use the fob to unlock my car from a distance and run as hard as I can towards it, slamming into the side of my door and opening it, hopping in and starting the car. I look out my window towards the trail entrance, and I see two pairs of eyes staring at me from just out of the range of the lampposts. They stare at me before disappearing back into the brush. As I drive away, never looking back, I arrived at the ranger station by the park entrance, and I ran inside looking disheveled and terrified. I began telling the ranger at the desk what had just happened. He then looked at me with a sad face, as if he knew something like this would happen and called up the search and rescue team to come in the morning to look for them they were never found The Gardner Bridge was built long, long ago. Most of the villagers couldn't remember when it was constructed. It was just there one day. It ran over the south creek, was made of smooth grey stone. It led from town out to some farmland, mainly the McRobinson farm. The farm had been in the McRobinson family since they settled there in 1342. They were kind and friendly folk, but they also claimed to not have built the bridge. For generations, the bridge developed a sinister reputation. People would go missing when crossing the bridge. There would be no trace of them left behind. They just simply vanished. Typically, the disappearances would happen at night. And only while they were traveling alone. Because of this, parents would tell their children not to play near the bridge. And certainly, never cross it alone. Even during the day. Villagers would take the long way around, further downstream, instead of crossing the Gardner Bridge alone. Rumors spread that it was ghosts or angry spirits that caused the disappearances. One story stated that it was haunted by a young woman who threw herself off the bridge when her fiancé ran off with another woman. She kidnaps people because she is forever lonely and looking for companionship. Another story is that the ancient spirits of nature had a gateway between our world and the spiritual. That was underneath the bridge, When the bridge was built, it sealed the gateway and trapped spirits on our side of the gate. Angrily, they dragged victims off the bridge, never to be seen again. All these stories spread, but there was never any hard evidence that one was true. That was until Harry came running into town one night, screaming and crying. He rushed up and down the main road, screaming about a creature under the bridge. His adrenaline was so high, he couldn't get himself to stop running. Villagers awoke, and the strongest amongst them caught Harry and forced him down. They tried to calm him, and they begged for him to tell them what happened. What creature under the bridge? Harry took hours to calm, constantly repeating the same sentence over and over again. It's a bridge of monsters. They're coming. They had thrown him in the town jail cell until he calmed, which only occurred when the sun's rays started to spill over the horizon. Harry suddenly collapsed in his cell, exhausted and barely conscious. They brought him water and calmly asked again, though unsure if they wanted to know the answer. What is under the bridge? Harry gulped down the water and gasped, catching his breath. (coughs) Then he began. The night prior, Harry and his brother Thomas were planning on doing some late night fishing. The South Creek was swarming with small bass this time of year, and it was a good time to go out and collect while the other fishermen slept. They gathered their fishing gear and headed out. They walked out of town and down the dirt road leading to the creek. Harry was about to take the fork in the road leading to the other bridge further downstream when his brother stopped him. No one ever fishes at Gardner. I bet there are scores of bass there. We should go try it, Thomas said, his dark eyes looking up the path towards the looming gray bridge ahead of them. Harry snorted and replied, And get taken like the rest of them people? No thank you. I want to live long enough to see you get a girlfriend. Thomas glared at him, then his eyes went back to the bridge. You can walk all the way down there, but I'm going to fish up here. With that, Thomas threw his fishing pole over his shoulder and marched his way up the path. Left standing alone, watching his brother go, Harry felt a trembling shiver go up his spine. He quickly ran after his brother, nervously scanning the woods surrounding them. When they reached the bridge, they paused. The woods around them were eerily quiet, other than the babbling of the creek below. Thomas took a deep breath, then dramatically stepped onto the bridge. Frozen with fear, Harry watched his brother in the woods. His eyes jumped from place to place, searching for ghosts or angry spirits. Thomas climbed to the peak of the bridge and set his tackle box down on the stone wall. The creek water was black and uninviting. Yesterday's storm had raised the water level, and now the water rushed past underneath the pale stone. Harry stood on the edge of the bridge, not brave enough to join his brother. He stood trembling and pale. His fishing rod rattled in his shaking arms as he watched Thomas. Thomas chuckled at his trembling brother, only to assure himself. He was deeply terrified and his fingers trembled badly as he tried to bait the hook. After multiple attempts, he finally slipped the wiggling worm onto the hook. He stood proudly, lifting his arms up to cast. He glanced one final time over at his brother, then cast the line into the dark water below. The ground shook violently as a large grey hand slammed onto the bridge beside Thomas. The man fell backwards and shrieked. Harry felt his eyes grow wide and watched in silent horror. Another large hand gripped the wall, and a large pale mass was beginning to rise between them. Thomas scurried back away from the rising creature and pushed himself against the opposite wall. The large face looking back at the man was angry and dark. Two large beady eyes glowered at the man, and a large bulbous nose sniffed the air. The frown was deep and settled. A low growl escaped as it snarled. The teeth were square and jagged, much like a human's. When it was fully risen, it towered over the bridge. Its chest was gray and had scars running across it. A large droplet of drool ran from the corner of the creature's mouth and slowly made its way down the creature's cheek and onto its chest. Harry felt his bowels release and he vibrated with fear. Thomas screamed again, but was cut short by the creature's hand lunging at him. It wrapped around the man and squeezed. Harry heard a sickening crunch, and blood gushed out from between the creature's fingers. They both stayed frozen. Blood dripped and started to pool on the stone. Very slowly, the creature's dark eyes went from its hand over to the trembling man to his right. As soon as Harry and the creature's eyes met, Harry ran. As he ran from the scene... He heard the creature speak one thing, his voice was deep and guttural, and Harry felt his body vibrate with every word. They engraved themselves into his bones, and as he repeated the words to the villagers, he paled deeply and started to cry. The the, the creature said, I want more. Gasping for air in the corner, I couldn't believe I ended up here. She was in the corner of the kitchen, stirring a strange concoction of some sort. The liquid was boiling over and lapping the edges of the pot. She cackles as she mixed the ingredients in the pot. (laughs) I hope you're ready, dearie. (laughs) I shivered as I rocked back and forth huddled up in the corner watching her. I pleaded with the heavens to spare me whatever fate she had in store for me. I should have never knocked on her cabin door. Truth be told, dying out there in the woods would have been a far better fate. The room was filled with a horrendous stench. There were bottles of liquids of strange colors and consistencies on the shelves, brooms strewn about, heads on shelves. The place was abysmal. Jars contained specimens of animals I had never seen before. One seemed to even twitch at the moment I laid eyes on it. Or maybe that was my frightened mind playing tricks on me. This was truly the place of nightmares. Something you would see in a book. A book warning you to stay away from places like this. I was desperate, though. I needed shelter. So I wandered around aimlessly before seeing this, this place. From the outside it seemed like salvation. Salvation from the harsh woods, but that couldn't be further from the truth. I had stumbled across it in desperation. I felt like there were eyes out there watching me. Maybe she had placed a curse on the woods to lead whatever wary traveler that happened to be unlucky enough to be in this God-forsaken place. Maybe the eyes weren't even real real or not i should have stayed out there god knows i should have now my mind was racing my life was in the hands of this wretched being i remembered being grabbed by her bony hand and thrown in the corner she wasted no time at all no warming me up nothing of the sorts here i was stuck trembling The shackles around my hands, feet, and neck were so tight, I could barely breathe. I thought back to a time, back when I longed for death. Now I seemed to beg for mercy internally. This was how I wanted to go. (laughs) Okay, so I am almost done. Let's get you ready. She turned and looked in my direction, with her face full of lumps and discoloration she shuffled over to me took the shackles off then asked me are you hungry i shook as i answered yes yes i i am her eyes widened with glee she grabbed hold of the pot she stretched the edges until the pot became so humongous it almost filled the entire kitchen well i'm hungrier She bellowed with a voice that could shake an entire mountain. I trembled with fear. Tears came to my eyes. She grabbed me by the collar and threw me into the pot.